Radio Days Africa podcast is brought to you by the Vids Radio Academy. Radio Days Africa 2020 is about to go live. Well, here we are live. Welcome to Radio Days Africa 2020, Africa's largest uh, radio conference, now in its 11th year. It's brought to you by the WITS Radio Academy under the auspices of the Department of Journalism at WITS. And our sponsors and partners, we'd like to thank the Conrad Adnar Institute, as well as RCS Africa, Sound Software, our own AFM, the Abundant Media Group, and Crossfade Studios. A reminder, if you want to register for any of the Radio Days sessions, you can do that at www.radiodaysafrica.co.za. That's www.radiodaysafrica.co.za. You can follow us on Facebook, on the Wits Radio Academy Facebook page. Also, you can interact with us on Twitter, at Radio Days Africa, with the hashtags RDA2020 and hashtag the new normal. And you can send us voice notes for this particular session. And the WhatsApp number is uh, area code or country code 27. If you're dropping us uh, WhatsApp uh, voice notes from outside the country, you just drop the zero plus 2727-528-0000. If you're in South Africa, it's 027-528-0000. And you can ask your questions and comments at the bottom of your Zoom page. There's a messaging function as well as a Q&A function. Well, last week on Friday, Claire Marisa uh, moderated the Creative Council, and who guests were Paolo Diaz from Ultimate Media, Rafui Mokokeng from Media Heads, as well as uh, Tim Cully from Cliff Central. And they spoke about the creative concepts, the clients, and the money and in, in radio promotions. Today, we'll be discussing kind of where the rubber hits the road, with the interpretation, the building, the implementation, the execution, and the monitoring and reporting of station and client promotions. On our panel today, we have two radio veterans, Niall Power from the Beat 103 in Ireland, up in the Northern Hemisphere where it's nice and sunny, and down in Balmy KZN, Jonathan Lumley, is the head of clients and channels at uh, eMedia in, in KZN. And just to set us up, uh, Niall, you've got a, a, a long background in radio and you've been on air in management and in operations. Tell us a bit about yourself before we get in, into the piece. Yeah, veteran makes me sound very old, Neil, now, to be honest. I'm a little bit worried there. Um, I've been on air with my breakfast show here in Ireland for 14 and a half years now. It's the, the longest running Zoo Crew format in Ireland. Uh, and I'm happy to say we uh, won Best Radio Show in Ireland earlier this year at an award ceremony. So that's been a lot of fun. But about 10 years ago, I took over in management here at Beat. And Beat is a regional music station in Ireland. So we covered the Southeast region. We were the first regional station in Ireland when we launched in 2003. Um, and um, we're a big music station aimed at 15 to 34-year-olds, and we're number one in that market and number one for all adults in our region. So music's obviously a big part of what we do, but promotions have always been a, a big part too uh, over the last number of years, and we've done all the big ones. We've done Two Strangers in a Wedding, The Fugitive Twice, and a lot that we've uh, devised ourselves, and um, uh, we've won a lot of awards for them, I'm, I'm happy to say, and that's why over the last few years I've been asked by the International Radio Days committees to come and speak and just chat a bit about exciting promotions around the world. So uh, I'm very lucky that I, I got to Johannesburg the last two summers to see you guys. 
And I've also spoken at Radio Days Europe and Ireland and Norway and Sweden. So uh, this very much an interest of mine. And I suppose I'm in an unusual position because being the voice, the anchor on breakfast, uh, I'm often the one that has to lead this uh, through my words. Uh, but also behind the scenes, I'm on the, 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 the team for each promotion in terms of devising it and how we're going to um, get it on air and, and make it sound great. And Jono, you've been around since I've known you, since you got into radio back in the 90s. And you've been through uh, production, you've been to, through producing breakfast shows, uh, to promotions, head of promotions, you know, in the tech side of things. Your background in, in radio, relating to radio promotions. So, yeah, I'm now currently the head of clients, channels and markets of the media, as you said, uh, Neil. I think we first met when you came to my high school, uh, when I was all but 15 years of age to come uh, show me the ropes with a tape deck and uh, a little mixer. So uh, we, I always appreciate that. Um, we're a technology company. Amedia has created uh, a world first platform called Fabric. You can check it out on fabric.cloud. It enables radio stations to be part of a, an ecosystem. Uh, create their own community that allows some deeper engagement and some analytics, which are the most important part of, about this whole thing across its audiences. Uh, I was a promotions manager for Jacaranda FM, where I worked with you for a couple of years, and uh, also East Coast Radio. Uh, I've been in radio for about 20 years and seven of those running promotions uh, wholeheartedly. And um, been involved with yeah, Vitz Radio Days uh, a couple of years presenting uh, over the last uh, few years. And now seem to find myself back into the fray, uh, but from a technology point of view. So here I am. Well, welcome, gentlemen. And we're going to get into a longer conversation. We have a presentation like coming up and Neil put this together. Thanks for all the hard work. If you can just give it an intro and we can run through the presentation. A reminder, you can always just uh, use the Q&A as well as the chat function on the Radio Days Zoom app. So, Neil, if you give us an intro to, to your presentation. Uh, quite the screen grab there. Um, yeah, so basically, normally for the last couple of years, I have uh, grabbed 10 promotions from around the world. Um, I'm lucky I've met a lot of great people from, from promotions departments. Um, and I, I take that to Europe and then to Africa. This year was a little bit different because when I was in the kind of midst of putting it all together, that's when everything changed for people all over the world and for radio stations all over the world. And sadly, I know a lot of people on promotions teams have kind of been temporarily laid off and stuff uh, just for now where there's no events and promotions happening. So what I did was I put together five uh, and uh, I've mixed it down into kind of video format here. So I'm not fiddling around with stuff. So these are five ideas. It'll take about 20 minutes or so from around the world, uh, different types of promotions that should give people some, some ideas. Hey, everyone. I hope you're well and staying safe wherever you are. At the start of 2020, the International Radio Days Committee gave me the task of once again having a look around the world at some ideas for promotions, competitions, events that might inspire us. And I started that process and then, of course, everything stopped. And people in promotions departments all over the world are wondering when we can get back to doing those big things that we know excite our audience and that we know we're good at and we enjoy doing. Hopefully soon. But I do have a few ideas to share with you today that I'd gathered pre-lockdown. And we're going to start in Australia with the big ones, Kyle and Jackie O on Kiss in Sydney. And what they claim was their biggest ever competition. Here's how they teased it. When Kyle and Jackie O return, they have something life-changing for you. You know what I mean, don't you know? In 19 years together. They've never done this. Go! 
listening from 6am. Need to be on the go. Use the iHeartRadio app. Sydney's number one hit music station. Kiss 106.5. So that certainly drew me in. So what's the deal? Let's take a look. It's been my lifetime dream to set someone up for life. What a feeling to be given the keys to a brand new house you win for free. It doesn't get any better than this. It's Sydney's biggest giveaway ever. Kyle and Jackie O set you up for life. Win a brand new hoot home at Catherine Park Estate. In Sydney Southwest. It's where people love to live. Close to restaurants, cinemas, sporting and major shopping hubs. Your new home full of things that can't be compromised. Large walking robes for that never-ending shoe collection. Multiple living areas. A stylish kitchen. And even a butler's pantry. And we'll put a brand new car in your driveway. How do you win? Listen to KISS 106.5 for the key song, Ring and Win. Show you that good luck. Key songs play in Kyle and Jackie O in the morning, plus every hour, all day. Your home. Sydney's number one hit music station. KISS 106.5. So, huge prize and an easy enough mechanic for their listeners to enter but it also allowed them to tap into some pretty powerful stories from their listeners as they selected their finalists. Hello? Hi, is that Rowena? Yes, this is Rowena. Hi, Rowena. It's Kyle and Jackie O from KISS FM. How are you? Oh, my God, is that really you, Kyle and Jackie O? Yeah, hi, yeah, yeah, Rowena. It's us. Really? Are you at home right now? Yeah, I'm at home. Can you go out to the front door for a second? Yeah, I'm out the front of my house. Oh, great. Now, just under the mat, lift up the mat there. We've left a little something there for you. <laughs> that is your key, honey. Now, don't lose it. Bring it along with you on Thursday for door day. How would winning a brand new house and land, $30,000 worth of furniture and a brand new car change your life? No, you wouldn't know. Like, I've been renting for, like... Forever, we've never been in a position to be able to own a home. I've got a disabled mom and a couple of kids, so this would absolutely change everything for me. Well, good luck, hon. We hope to see you on door day. Fingers crossed. Yeah, maybe it'll be you. The Thunderbirds are dropping off all the keys to our Set You Up For Life winners. Yep. I mean, there's a lot of keys to get through. We're dropping them off one by one. We're going to make a few calls right now. You ready? Okay, yeah. Let's let them know their key is out the front for them. Hello. Hey, Jess, it's Colin, Jackie O from Kids. What are you up to? Are you at home right now? Yeah, we're home right now. All right, what I need you to do is go out to the front door and take a look under the mat because we've got something there for you. What do you see? Look under the mat? Yeah, under the mat. Take a look. Oh, my God. That is it. That is the key that might set you up for life. See you on door day. You will stick it in the lock. You will turn it. If it unlocks, you win the brand new house and land package. Good luck. <laughs> oh, my God. Thank you guys so much. Hello. Hi, Ariana. It's Kyle and Jackie O. Can you go out the front of your house and look under the front mat for your key? Oh, my gosh. No, it's not happening. Yeah, it is, Sorry. Ariana. That's oh. your key. How many more people do we have to call? Oh, for fuck's oh, sake. Oh, Okay, let's go to the next one. Door day is coming. Tomorrow from 6 a.m. On air at KISS 106.5 via iHeartRadio or live on Kyle and Jackie O's Facebook. KISS. So, to the grand finale, and time to find out who was going to win that life-changing prize. 
Morning, everyone. What a day. Welcome to a special radio event where we give away a house and land. Yeah, there's all the people with their keys ready to open it. One of them will open it and win that brand new Hoot Home. Okay, let's do let's it. Go. Let's, let's do it. Good luck. No. Oh, no. We've gone through a whole heap of keys so far. No one has won the home yet, but it will go off this morning. We will stay on air until this thing is opened. Uh, next person, please. Oh, look, we've got a very excited couple here. Oh, but boyfriend, your girlfriend. Name? Hey, bro. Hey, How are you, my friend? Your name's Sybil. Oh, your name's Sybil. My grandma's name was Sybil. I'm Chris. You're Chris, You're Chris, Chris and Sybil. Who's got the key? Are you guys renters? Do you own a home? Are you we boyfriend? You're married? We, you what? We just got married. We just got married last week. And you rented a flat? We just rented a granny flat last a week. granny flat? Yes. Now imagine going from a granny flat rental to a brand new house. Who's got the key? Okay, come Sybil, come, come on, on through. Good come luck, on, guys. Come on, Sybil, let's go. <laughs> Stick it in the hole, Sybil. Let's see if we can set you up for life. Everyone, the joy. Sorry to the rest Thank of you. you guys. The Hoot Home crew. Next year we come back. We got something even bigger for you. Can you even believe it? I can't believe it. In 2020, stand by. That's Kyle and Jackie O there at Kiss in Sydney with an unbelievable prize and an entertaining way of giving it away. Next, we're going to head to the UK. And I've spoken before at my sessions about Greg James and how he's changing the face of breakfast radio in Europe with his morning show on BBC Radio 1. Always creative and engaging. And as presenters and producers, we'll often be asked by management how we want to promote our shows. Well, Greg had an idea. Hello, I'm Greg James. Radio 1 Breakfast is all about you. So when the BBC came to me and said they wanted some new promos to capture the spirit of my show, I thought I'd do the only thing I know how to do, and that's come to you for ideas. I could be here. Or here, if you want. Thanks, Non. Whatever's in your head. Just send it in. Anything goes. Go as crazy as you like. Just tell people why they should listen. And once I've got all the ideas in, I'll pick my favourites and we'll actually make them. No, for real. Well, we'll actually, we will, we're going to do this for real. I need your help. That's rude. Radio 1 Breakfast. Still talking. With Greg James. You right, Non? Not too bad. How are you? Yeah, fine. Good. So under the Make This Greg campaign, listeners began to send in their wild ideas and Greg's team started to make them. I asked you for promo ideas and this is what Alastair from Surrey came up with. Alien Armageddon is imminent. All hope is lost, Greg. It's a very serious situation. Just when we look done for, a desperate earthling transmits Radio 1 Breakfast into space. 
The aliens pick it up and they love it. Finally, they retreat, deciding we're too entertaining to obliterate. So I save Earth? Yeah, pretty much. Wow. Some of the ideas were pretty quirky. I asked you for promo ideas. And this is what Cap from Kent came up with. Me, Greg James, surrounded by middle-aged men playing horns. better than I thought. Hold on, lads. So, uh, that what you had in mind, Cat? Not really, no. Uh. And some were just genius, like this one. I asked you for ideas for my new promo, and here's what Matthew in Yorkshire came up with. Matthew, over to you. Right, picture this. You're in a cafe, everything's kicking off. It's absolute carnage. There's pig slices flying around, it's chaos. Proper bonkers. In what's the chef? He looks tough, really tough. He's armed with the frying pan. He goes right for you. But you've got a frying pan too, so you whack him right in fits. It's a proper scuffle. You're exchanging blows, it's heated. Possibly erotic. Anyway, you give it your best shot. You're doing all right. You might even pull this off. But in the end, you lose. Turns out fighting isn't really your thing. Then the chef says, for a kick-ass morning, listen to Radio 1 Breakfast with Greg James. Thanks, Matt. Thanks a lot. So an excellent way to get listeners involved and use their creativity too. Now, next up, we're off to New Zealand. And if I was speaking in an auditorium right now, I would ask anyone who's done secret sound on the radio to put their hands up. And I'd expect to see a lot of hands. It's done so often because it works. And I always feel there's no harm in taking something that works. But the secret is to put your own spin on it and make it your own in some kind of way. So at ZM, they flipped it on its head and gave it a new tactic by giving one listener the opportunity to be the official sound keeper in the competition. The person who knows what the sound is. And doing this demonstrated to listeners that the station completely trusted them and wanted them to be at the heart of what they do. So 20-year-old Annabelle was the sound keeper for the six-week campaign of Secret Sound as other listeners tried to guess what it is. And this is what happened on the final morning. So, you're about to either get $50,000 or be very extremely sad and disappointed because uh, we have somebody on the phone... uh, who is going to have a guest. Now, Jamie uh, joins us. Jamie, we don't want your guest just yet, but good morning. Hi. Soundkeeper Annabelle, we're going to do this, because it is the last guest, we're going to do this a little bit differently. <sighs> a little bit differently. We're going to ask you now to leave okay. the studio here. Okay. Uh, so you can take your headphones off. <laughs> Jamie. Yeah. $50,000, Jamie, is yours. If you can tell us what the ZM secret sound is. Okay, um, I think it is changing your phone case. Jamie. Yeah? We're going to come back next and we're going to bring Soundkeeper Annabelle out of her studio and you're going to tell her what you think the secret sound is for $50,000 cash and either you're going to lose it and she's going to win it or you're about to be $50,000 richer next. Soundkeeper Annabelle is back in the studio with us. We've taken off the noise cancelling headphones. I have an envelope which 
has the winner of our secret sound in it. Got it either Jamie or Annabelle, Soundkeeper Annabelle. Uh, we're popping these confetti things either way, right? Yeah, well, someone's going to win. Um, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> and that's not you. The winner of ZM's secret sound for $50,000. Soundkeeper Annabelle. Yay! You have done it. You have won $50,000. Jamie, it is yeah. not a phone case clipping onto a phone. That's all right. She deserves it. I'm so it. sorry, Jamie. <laughs> So a nice little twist on what is a very well-known promotion there from ZM in New Zealand. Now, next to something visual that draws a bit of a crowd, uh, this is one that was done in Ireland a few years back and attracted a lot of attention. In this case, Serbian station Banker Radio got a huge block of ice, placed it in a central location and allowed listeners to guess the time it would take to melt. A great commercial partnership with a frozen food company. Let's take a look. Odlazak na more u septembru za tri osobe sa plaćenim prevozom. Ledeni izazov na Banker Radiju donose ti kompanija Jumis Niš i mlekara Milkhaus Niš. Više informacija na radiobanker.rs Ledeni izazov. izazov.
So finally, we come to Ireland and to my own station, Beat. Now, we're quite lucky that we managed to get one massive promotion completed and nailed just before the craziness began. Leap of Faith aired in February on Beat, and it was a full 360 event, on air, online and street activity. But the real magic was this. How many times do we hear somebody win something big on the radio, a holiday or cash? They have their cheer and the DJ wishes them well and that's the end of the story. We hear no more. With Leap of Faith, our idea was that the story would really only begin when they won that massive prize. So we offered listeners the chance to win a once in a lifetime experience, but we wouldn't tell them what that was. Qualification consisted of a couple of steps. Firstly, they filled out a form on our website and gave us some information about them. We then used that to call it out on air. So examples like favourite colour, favourite sports team, and when the listener identified themselves, they had to call in. If they did, they qualified. The second step was then making some videos for social, which got our brand and our competition out there and got people talking. And then it took us to the final where two listeners battled it out on an obstacle course on water. Then this happened. Leap of Faith! I can now reveal the winner of Leap of Faith 2020 with City Square Shopping Centre and Beat 102-103 with a time of 2 minutes and 54 seconds, 0.97. Kelly O'Neill from Wexford. Congratulations, Kelly. You're going to leap as such from Dunmore to Dublin. You're going to check into the Gibson Hotel and you're going to go to the Three Arena where Kistory is taking place. A massive retro gig tonight. Shaggy, Nelly, Salt and Pepper, Fat Man Scoop, loads of us. <laughs> but she's the absolute queen of cheese. Okay. Well, I can only tell you this much so far. Not only that are you going, but it can't be too much of a heavy one between yourself and Jenny because you have to be at Dublin Airport at 10 a.m. tomorrow. That is all I'm going to reveal for now. Leave of Faithers, hope you're not too exhausted after your first gig at Three Arena and that our Darren isn't wrecking your heads too much. Stage two will see you hop in a taxi right now to make your way to Dublin Airport. Next stop, London, baby. Oh my god! London, baby! Oh my god! London, baby! Again, leap of faithers and welcome to London town baby your next mission if you choose to accept it is to get your dance monkey shoes on yes you're off to see Tones and I in concert have a blast god are you serious oh my god <laughs> So far, you've had a bit of nostalgia at Kistory in Dublin, followed by Tones and I in London. And now, it's time to cross the Atlantic, to the city that never sleeps. Which is apt, considering you probably feel like you haven't slept in a week. Bring on New York City. Oh! <laughs> oh my god! Oh, New York. Really? New York.
Sits Down and One Left To Go. Now this performer's latest album is called Without Fear, which is a nice coincidence given that you've embraced this leap of faith with zero fear. Dermot Kennedy, bring it on. Oh lads. <laughs> I hope you're enjoying the Big Apple. Now it's time to go explore, but first, Darren has one final surprise for you. Okay, girls, it's been a hell of a weekend. Leave your weekend, leave a play. You were our ultimate winner, Kelly O'Neill. Have you enjoyed yourself so far? Absolutely, just the best time ever. Three gigs in three countries in three days. Amazing. <laughs> we promised you a once in a lifetime experience. Is that exactly what it was? Okay, I have good news and I have bad news. Bad news is, I am now leaving you. My leap is done, okay? My leap of faith is done though. Yours, however, is going to continue. But yourself and Jen have 36 hours to explore the Big Apple and leap into all the madness that it has for you. And to help you on your way, $500 spend the money. Excellent, excellent. Okay, girls? Oh my God. So, I want you to take that. I'll take this, and I'll take this. Girls, enjoy yourselves, okay? Right, come on, get out of here. Okay. See you later. Bye. Bye. This is it. <laughs> Now, the great thing about Leap of Faith is that our listeners were hooked across the weekend, both on air and on our social channels, to see what would happen the winner next. As one of Ireland's leading music stations, it was wonderful that our prize centred around music too. So just some ideas for you to think about whenever normality returns, and let's hope we can get back to those big promotions and big events really soon. Oh, that was fantastic. I just amazes me to see how in such a short space of time how digital and, and video have become such an integral part of what we do. I mean, I remember the days when you could slap together a couple of promos, brief the presenter and the producer and stick it on air and maybe do some recaps once in a while. Mm. Um, tell me about how you keep these all these strings attached. And, and in essence, why do stations still do promotions? Um, okay, I'll take the first, the second part first. Uh, why we do promotions? I mean, I think that, that there's there's a number of reasons. We do it for uh, reach and share. So you know, we want the numbers at the end of the day when the ratings come in. Uh, we do it for talkability um, to make sure that people are talking about our station in the market rather than than other stations. Um, I think there can be particular reasons why why in promotions can work at different times. If you're launching a new show or launching something on the station that you want to make some noise about. Um, and also, uh, we are a big fan here of, of having kind of certain themes. So we'd always try and have something for Halloween, something for Christmas, uh, something for January blues, you know, that, you know, those key points during the year. 
Um, in terms of pulling it all together, I suppose, I mean, that really depends on your team and your station and uh, how tight they are and whether you've got all the kind of um, areas looked after. So in our station, we've got two content teams uh, and I sit in meetings with, with them both each week. One looks primarily at on-air and looks at creative content across, whether it's competitions and promotions, uh, even imaging and stuff like that. And then there's a second team, a digital content team, uh, who look after social and website and video and all that kind of stuff. So I meet them later in the week. And again, the two teams working together tend to get good results um, on something like this, which is reliant on both strands of what we do. I mean, at the end of the day, it is still about the audio because we are a radio station and it's the, the general R ratings at the end of the day. Uh, but you can't do it nowadays unless you've got a good support uh, digitally on social and website uh, on video you know and um, that was one of the mistakes i think we made probably in the early years where we did some great promotions and we didn't really take the win for it we we just had our win and everyone was happy and that was it so having that video like i just showed there at the end to go actually this is what we did um allows you to get more of a win for for the work you've put in and and, and how great it was and I'm sure that in, in doing your next promotion, those are great sales tools for clients. Well, it's interesting. Um, uh, like many stations, we're a bit unlucky this year. But um, on the back of that, that, that obviously aired across the weekend. On the Monday, I think five clients contacted uh, some of our sales team wanting the next big idea on beat. Um, and we had them ready to go. We had a great year planned, yeah. but obviously we, we've had to park that for now. But that's the great thing. You, you nail something really well. And sometimes it can be a struggle, as we know, to get clients on board. Um, 10, 15 years ago, a lot of clients, particularly national clients, were willing to throw tens, 20 grands, you know, just to, to be attached to something. It's, it's much harder to get that, that kind of money now. Um, but when you have something that you can show a great PCA with, with like that, it certainly helps. To all our attendees in the top promotions from across the world, if you want to chat to us or give us some questions, please utilize the functions on the bottom of the screen, the Q&A and the messaging. John O'Donnell clears it in. I mean, um, Niall mentioned why we do these. Can you explain about QM and TSL, the cumulative thing around audience, time spent listening, and the difference between station promotions and client promotions, and if there is a difference? Okay, so in terms of the time spent listening, I think these are fairly old concepts in some ways. You know, we're looking to accumulate an audience over a week or over a month. Um, we've got to make sure that you've got the right uh, metrics in place to be able to go. Did it make a difference? Was there an impact? Otherwise, you are kind of, you know, working in the dark. And I'm not sure in, in a lot of radio stations and in a lot of radio markets across the world, do they have all of those uh, metrics in place to be able to uh, check that it made an impact. Did it create the, the time spent listening that we, we wanted from, from a, a particular promotion? Um, and overall, did it increase um, the audience um, across, across the factor in terms of a diary? And I, I know we all work into diaries um, across the world. Uh, but I know not one diary in the world is, is measured in quite the same way as, let's say, the Australia diary to a South African diary to an American one. So it is very, very difficult to, to measure these things. I think for the most part, radio stations do them for themselves, um, whether it's a radio station that has got its own uh, promotional money and, and, and promotes it uh, as such to, 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 to great effect. Um, or whether it's a client-led um, client uh, promotion. And those are more difficult because we know full well that uh, he who pays the piper 
plays the tune. And unfortunately, you are going to have a bit of a, a tussle if you haven't got quite the right sponsorship, if you haven't got quite the, the right context, you haven't got the right client involved in a particular promotion. It's always important to lay these things out. And it's easy to say so in, in a webinar like this, you know, let's sit around the table and agree on the outcomes. But I mean, I, I was in many, many situations where the client's metric changed halfway through where we'd sold the campaign on a particular idea and what it was going to achieve and then find out later that the, the client was actually measuring it on a different metric, uh, whether it be signups to their websites or how many leads they were going to get. And even though that was uh, attempted to iron out in the beginning, it becomes a, a true horrible sticky point halfway through to the tail end of the promotion when you're, you're, you're adjusting things just, just to, to help the client. I have to say those heady days of being able to uh, run a, a radio promotion by yourself for, your, for the radio station um, are very few and far between. I know one of our clients, YFM in Joburg, ran one just recently uh, with 100 racks, which I, I believe has done astoundingly well. Uh, but it, if, if you are your own master and you have an objective to promote the radio station, or as, as Niall has uh, said quite uh, succinctly, to promote a new show, or maybe there's a particular aspect to the radio station that you want to highlight, then it's, um, it's easier than being led with the client. Yeah, I think that the client ones are, are, are kind of interesting because you, you'll have two sides to it. You have a, a client who just wants to be attached to something and get their general kind of brand out there and where you have full control then over it yourself. Or then you have a brand that may come to you and say, um, we want you to design, come up with something that does this for us. And those ones are probably a little bit tougher um, because they're not necessarily uh, what you would have started a starting point just for the radio station. You've got to try and work in you know, their, their, their kind of goals as well on it. And we've got some other difficulties with the, 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 the legislation here in Ireland, the broadcast legislation in terms of calls to action. Uh, we're pretty much not allowed to do it within a promotion. So when the client comes and says, well, I want 10,000 people through my door tomorrow you need to make that happen that's not necessarily something that we can put in words um, so we've got to be a little bit more clever about how we can drive people in store yeah i mean there's a there's a definite problem when uh, the client is saying also show me something that's never been done before um so you come up with a new concept granted it's based on various other radio promotions um in, you know, in, a, in a new skin uh, so to speak but then the client sits there and goes, well, tell me, is it going to work? And you go, well, it's never been done before. So how, how can I actually give you that metric? Yeah. Well, that's, that's the, at least the next question. Is there anything new under the sun in terms of radio promotions? No? I think there's always a new twist, but I mean, it's a like, you know, what's, what's that old line about movies? There's only seven movie plot lines and they're all reworked into different things. I, I do think, you know, nowadays we are mostly taking a little bit of that and a little bit of that and a little bit of that and turning it into something of our own. And, and that's why I wanted to kind of include the, the secret sound bit from New Zealand because I just thought that was a nice way of doing something that everybody else has done. Um, what I just showed you was a mishmash of about three promotional ideas that I had featured in my presentations the last couple of years. Um, one was from Red FM in Cork in Ireland who did that kind of a whole idea of teasing out clues about a listener and letting them twig it was them that we're actually talking about. That was the, the, the opening um, kind of part of our, our promotion. And then the latter part of our promotion was a kind of idea I'd seen uh, from the USA. It was kind of just your dream 48 hours. And it was that idea that, you know, particularly young adults now, they want experiences rather than things, you know, okay, everybody wants cash, but the idea of, you know, an actual 
car isn't as big a deal. Our generation wants something for their Instagram. And so those experience prizes really, really work. But like I have no issues with taking an idea and, and making it work for, for me and my station. If my audience hasn't you know, been ex- experienced that before, if it's new to them, why not? Why not bring them? And, you know, that's why we've done some of the big ones uh, like The Fugitive and Two Strangers in a Wedding, because we know they work. Yeah, well, you exactly. know, when, when 947 launched in uh, 1997, it launched the Big Breakfast Show with Jerry Mansfield. This is just the internet had started. Um, but ideally, the launch campaign for that show was called The Rude Awakening. So uh, we asked listeners to take pictures of their female partners as they woke up in the morning, the first thing in the morning. And obviously, websites weren't in existence then. And uh, people sent in <laughs> incredible photographs, which... Then we took the best of and published them in the Saturday newspaper. Then people voted for them by SMS. I mean, it probably caused a couple of relationship black breakups. But mm-hmm. what, what I'm alluding to is how much pre-production goes into this. Now, um, coming back from old school, most of it was live to air, which is quite exciting. How much pre-production goes into this, not just on air, but there's the online element and the video element. Jono? Sure. Okay. So Niall um, actually pointed out, and it's quite interesting to hear it from uh, from his perspective. To have you've got a team for on air, and everybody who cur- uh, curates and makes sure that everything is happening specifically from the audio perspective. And I think that's very important, uh, particularly as this is a radio webinar. But in particular, that you're not splitting your teams out. Um, I personally hated video. Um, I just I, I just never got on well with it. I always uh, find it a very doggedly a painful type of production to deal with. And yet I know it's full value in terms of being able to mark it out, to, to promote, just, just have that little bit of a, a clip. Uh, people are very visual. So therefore they want to see these things in their feed. So that makes sense. Um, I think it's incredibly important to have two teams working on these things and to make sure that you are actually um, being as kind to each of the mediums as you possibly can, because there are specialists in these fields. Um, to, to create the, the, the audio that you absolutely need for the impact that you want from an on-air perspective and the call to actions and the sound is important to be, to be dealt with from a radio specialist. In terms of the visual and what's, uh, what needs to come out of that, and even if it's led from the sound is also important too. Uh, there's a lot of planning that goes into all of this, Neil. So, it's 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 important to understand that there's a full Gantt chart, if you will, as to how the rollout is, who does what, when, what's uh, what's going to take place. When we did the fugitive as well, and I did it three times, so I know full well that from the first time when it was done in South Africa, there was no social media. To the second time, and then when I did it, it became a full-on, I think uh, I alluded to it again, a full 360 campaign. You're looking at the entire spectrum of anything you can do to market out, to generate publicity, to drive the revenue, to create brand awareness. And then, of course, you're trying to mobilize the audience and entertain them at the same time. So it's, it's a lot of balls to juggle. Yeah, I just came in on that on, on the production. I mean, um, 
delegation is is it's the key and it's the key to i suppose most most things we do in radio to just make sure that you you are passing jobs down the line to different people on the team rather than one or two people your head of promotions or your pd is stressing about everything to make sure that it's done and like everything is very well planned out and production wise in terms of the audio and 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 the social and the video but that's not to say every day in the midst of when you've 40 plates spinning you don't remember god we need a new promo or you know stuff still comes in all the time that you got to jump on immediately and but it's interesting you talk there Jonathan about the kind of pre-social and post-social promotions because when we did two strangers in a wedding um, that was kind of pretty much pre-social it was really only just starting to take off your Facebook and your Twitter um, but another radio station did it a few years later and it just didn't really work because by then everybody can trace everybody and find everybody and there's no kind of secrecy within people so um, certainly a post-social it's been good for us but it has, it has maybe caused some issues with other campaigns like Two Strangers in the Wedding that, that don't work when people can ask questions, basically. Mm, mm, that's very true. Mm. Niall, did you do the first Two Strangers in Ireland? Uh, no, we were second in Ireland, actually. There was a station in Dublin did it a few years uh, before us, about three or four years before us. Because I believe that that concept in itself has got legs. It was Two Strangers in a Wedding. And just to explain to our attendees that it was getting two people who had never met each other or seen each other, rather. They've met each other online and et cetera, but uh, who'd never seen each other to get married. And the, re- the reveal is at the altar before the service starts. There's been another iteration called Three Strangers in a Wedding mm. and Two Gays in a Wedding. Yeah. Um, uh, I think the irony of it, they were, they were so big in kind of late 90s and noughties, and now it's a huge TV format all over the world. Exactly. Married, you know, mm. the radio was there first. I was going to just point that out. Sorry, Neil. It's just to say that sometimes radio has to let go and go, actually, the format on TV works better. Um, And they've got full production teams with dozens of people that are are basically doing this. And I know, Neil, you were very instrumental in doing Two Strangers at a Wedding um, in in Joburg at one stage. And that at that time, you didn't have that sort of format on radio at all. So it was very fresh. It was very new and it's very exciting, but sometimes just wash your hands and go, it's better on a different format now. Maybe it comes back, but at the moment it's, it, it is being done very, very well and very successfully in various formats on TV. But the problem I have is obviously radio is our, our bread and butter. The video and the online things are absolutely essential and great plugins to, to, the, uh, to the audio experience. Um, but it worries me that we're getting stuck into this reality TV type thing. And it's almost expected us as, as programmers and promotions people to be able to react only to what's happening in reality TV, which is highly produced, highly pre-production. I mean, a lot of that stuff is made and things happen uh, as they do on live radio. Neil? No? Yeah, I mean, I think... It will it's important that we, we, you know, we don't necessarily go down routes where that, that don't, don't play to our strengths. But at the same time, when I, when I look at our audience of young adults, 15 to 34 year olds, it is that kind of entertainment that they're drawn to. You know, the biggest TV shows over here are still Love Island and, and the likes of that. So it's a case of how radio can make that work within our format and how we can take those ideas and, and make them work. Um, because we know that it's really appealing to the people who, who come to our radio station. But I also think some ways, uh, Neil, is the fact that you can promote a TV show and still, you know, make the money out of that. So if you partner with, you know, a program that is doing very, very well and you know your audience are going to be going to to watch it, it's all right to 
kind of just go, we know full well that the audience are watching this program, let's talk about it, um, mm -hmm. rather than having to create it. I know a radio in, in South Africa about sure, seven years ago was very much heading towards the reality format. And there, was a, there were a lot of shows that were being done in terms of reality format. My understanding right now and my uh, position on it is that I think mostly the audience is wanting short, sharp promotions. They don't want to go through the saga of getting to know who the contestants are and the journey, and we're going to go down here for three, four weeks at a time uh, for a, a general payoff that's going to end up in an event in any case. I do think people are in it for themselves. Uh, they want to win uh, quantities of cash uh, and prizes, whatever that might be. Um, and they want a quick and easy way to do that. Um, I, I do think we are fighting for attention spans and it's, it, it is easier to do some of those pick a box style cash countdown competitions. No, you guys are right. I mean, I haven't seen a six to eight week promotion on air for nine, two, two or three years. Those days yeah. are just pretty much not there. We have a question from one of our attendees online, uh, Metro Mandela Tom. He says, in digital marketing, they say 90% of information transmitted to the brain is visual, and visual information is transmitted 60,000 times faster than in text. Any idea where does this leave the audio in content? Good question. Sure. Meaning the stimulation from visual versus what you're getting from, from audio. And I suppose it, it depends on the formats. Once again, as we mentioned earlier, you know, uh, video is a fantastic piece of um, content to be able to drive your audience uh, and, and, and market to them in a timeline. We know they're just scrolling through with its Instas or Facebook or Twitter, and hopefully something there intrigues them enough to stop for longer than three seconds to watch the video and then go, by the way, you need to listen to breakfast tomorrow morning. Is that appointment setting actually working? It's debatable. But you've, let's, let's not be fooled into thinking that people are not listening to radio and that they aren't understanding what they are processing when they hear it. So we, are still, we still have you know, large percentages of, uh, of population across the world listening to FM. And that means that people are processing audio in a particular way. So I, I do think it depends on the medium. It depends what you're trying to use Facebook, Twitter, Instagram for versus what you're using your own loud halo for. Yeah, and I think as well, I mean, never, never underestimate the power of a, a good story on audio, you know, uh, whether that's through a listener or your presenter. And we know the audio market's growing massively over the last few years. Radio is pretty much holding its own, but podcasts and all new, new things are coming in too. So people have a lot of time to give to audio nowadays between radio and podcasting and, and on other forms. So I, I do think audio is important to people. And I suppose the other, the other factor we all know is it's not always possible to give your full attention to video or visuals, whereas audio can be there when you're doing some other bits and pieces. So, and I can still grab people. Just another question here from Matthew Malcolm. He says, how do you test ahead of time whether the mechanics of a campaign is highly engaging yet simple enough to be understood? Because when building these promotions, we often have a tendency of overcomplicating in order to seem bold and flashy. Yeah, I think that that's, that's a risk. And it's sometimes it's a risk you just have to take. We, we ran, a, it was only a week long, a couple, a couple of weeks ago. And I knew on my first delivery that, this is just a bit too complex. Can we rein it in a little bit for, for the next play? Um, but I think it's experience on the team. We'll know and we'll give an insight into um, 
whether something's going to kind of work and, and be effective. And I know one of my rules that I always have in my, in my presentations is that that old kiss, keep it simple, stupid. And mm. um, try and just keep it as, as simple as you can, particularly when it comes to selling a mechanic to people, um, because that can be the trickiest part. And I think it's something I actually brought up with Niall. I think it was over a, several glasses of red wine in a very freezing uh, Radio Days conference a couple of years ago. Uh, and Niall's got all the flashy, wonderful visuals, just as he, as he showed you at the beginning of this webinar with these incredible, incredible competitions and promotions across the world. And mine was purely from an academic point of view to go, you know what, it's like a golden triangle. And I did do this and, and I'll, I'll reiterate it here to go, if you've got the right target market that you're broadcasting to, it comes down to three things in a triangle. One is timing. It's incredibly important in terms of what's happening outside of the radio station, as in people's environment of the world. So timing is important. Um, what is the offer or the reward that you're putting up for grabs? And then how easy is it to take up that offer? So those three things, if you've got them in absolute synergy as a perfect triangle, um, it's going to work. It, it, the promotion will work. You have to just make sure that if your prize is a million dollars, for example, that you're not complicating the mechanic by doing this to do this, run up a mountain, sacrifice something, you know, uh, get on a plane, jump over somewhere, and then maybe you're going to win a key. Sometimes people, <laughs> people are stupid. They're just going to go, done, guys. You know, it doesn't matter oh. how, you, uh, how you flay it. It's not going to work. Well, in, in Australia recently, every, every station in major markets were offering one or $2 million cash prizes. And Triple J, which is like the national broadcaster's teen station, they did a spoof thing. They'd be, be going to give you a billion dollars. You know, so the, the, the cash thing is not always king in terms of, of uh, radio prizes. But Just there you have. The timing is then incorrect. You're fighting against too many people. So once again, you know, stand out from the crowd, do something simple. Yeah. A comment from Paolo Diaz um, to one of our earlier pieces said, they show me something never done before clients. How do you sell them on done befores? Um, I suppose you don't show them behind the curtain, right? Just slap some lipstick on a pig. Now, <laughs> we spoke about two strangers in a wedding. And, and when I was at, at Jacaranda, the newsroom got a call on a day it snowed saying, my sister, her boyfriend said, when the next snow is in Johannesburg, he's going to marry her. And that was at one o'clock. Martin Bester was doing the Martin Bester drive at three, got hold of her, got hold of the sister, said he was going to marry them, got hold of the guy, said, you guys are getting married today. You made the promise you can't. And I've never been involved in such, now we spent so much time pre-producing uh, briefing and this promotion was just inc well, it wasn't a promotion it just happened spontaneously it was incredible um yeah. the woman yeah. who owned a, with it, it just happened i mean people were wedding dresses a pipe band arrived to pipe them in we got a, a priest on the line from whitbank who drove through uh, they got uh, a night at the at the presidential street at a hotel i mean it was just incredible and this happened between one o'clock in the afternoon and seven o'clock at night so if you ever want to talk about spontaneity get hold of martin bester it was I mean, called the snow Neil, reading i remember that so well actually and i remember it winning several awards uh, but i remember the fact that what i liked about it is that's why we love radio it's so agile it does still it, it, it we can pre-produce we can have these moments we can pre-package and box everything if you want but then when that radio magic does happen you go that's why we love the medium 
just to round this off quickly, we, we, we do these things for, for listeners and for revenue as well and to get time spent like listening up. But the digital components of this have brought an incredible amount of data it, it, into stations. Now, how are you taking that data and using it across your marketing, your on-air, your production, in fact, the whole range of things well, internally at BEAT? Yeah, as you know, in Europe, obviously, we've had new GDPR um, laws brought in over the last couple of years, which uh, certainly make things a, a bit more difficult in terms of the management of that data and what you can do with it. Um, so, you know, sign up process is really important. And then what we do with it immediately afterwards. So it is um, it's very useful, certainly for our PCAs, for the clients to, to bring back that 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 information of, you know, the type of people who engaged with this on any promotion. Um, and it's certainly great for us internally to keep an eye on, on, on kind of where we're going. But um, under the, the legislation, we'd have to be very careful about what we do with it externally, uh, that kind of information and data nowadays. And John, John in your experience, uh, pre-poppy, post-poppy? Well, I mean, poppy we shouldn't be scared of. Uh, poppy should be something that you're, you're looking at and going, this is what we should have been doing all along. It's not leaving somebody's ID book uh, copy in the photostat machine. It's not, um, you know, using this for predatory purposes. If somebody has given you their data, then you need to make sure that you're housing it correctly and looking after it for the purposes that it was given to you. That's all that Poppy is. We shouldn't be scared of it. CPA, maybe we need to be a little bit more cautious about um, and how, how that skins because it's very similar to what they've uh, got in Europe. But in terms of you know, housing information and also keeping people's information, uh, you know, that's, that's the reason why I've moved into the space that I have with regards to the apps and the ecosystems for radio. And that is to actually go, instead of using the other... Um, social media to pretend that those are your audiences, rather bring it back to your own ecosystem, because that's important. That's where you can build up the profiles of individuals. Those are your super fans. And that's where you're going to find out more about them. And you're able to market back to them because they've already opted in to getting information from you. And that's really important in this day and age, because Facebook, it's not yours. You built up an audience, you built up a profile, you built hundreds of thousands of Twitter followers. And unfortunately, those social media did lie to us. We've built up their audiences. Yes, we can speak to them and we can post a little clip, but now it's getting even more difficult and that we're not even able to access those audiences without paying Facebook to promote it in somebody's timeline. So it, they've done the old switcheroo on us um, and we really need to start looking at our, our, own, our own little systems to be able to build up the audiences. And I think that's crucial. Now, what, what's in store for uh, Beat 103 listeners is the next big promotion you'll be running. Well, uh, unfortunately, at the moment, um, the, there's nothing huge planned because we're still just um, getting through this time, looking at the numbers day by day. And um, we're not even doing outside broadcasts in the, in the near future. But what we are thinking of, what can we do within the radio station that maybe doesn't need to have a street element or doesn't need to have? One of the problems, uh, obviously, is, you know, when you've clients on board, they're looking for something to get, get people in. But even at the moment here in Ireland, um, people don't want to be drawing crowds to their own shops because they can't manage the social distancing and stuff. So it's a tricky time, uh, but we're certainly thinking of ideas that we can do within the station that doesn't uh, mean we have to get out and uh, you know bring, bring big, big, big crowds. Well, I think that's actually a great finishing point because it, it takes all the creatives, programming people, promotions, marketing people to sit and think about this COVID period, about how we actually retune this into the new normal and, and make a success out of the situations we're in. 
John O'Lumley and Niall Power, thanks very much for joining us on uh, the top 10 promotions across the globe. Thanks for joining us. And do remember you can register on Radio Days, www.radiodaysafrica.co.za for all the upcoming sessions. You can interact with us on Radio Days at Twitter, that's Radio Days Africa, using the hashtag RDA2020 and hashtag the new normal. We'd also like to thank our, our sponsors who are the uh, Conrad Adenauer Institute, as well as RCS Africa, Iron FM, the Abundant Media Group, and Crossfade Studios. Don't forget tomorrow at two o'clock, we are back with session seven. And this one's gonna be quite a goodie. It's called Rules, Regulations, or Red Tape. And the guests will be Nadia Bulbulia. She's the Executive Director of the NAB. And Duduet Tsang Mukase. She's the National Coordinator of SOS Support for Public Broadcasting. And obviously this is all about regulation and compliance within the broadcasting industry in South Africa. Thanks for joining us this afternoon at Radio Days Africa 2020, the new normal. Thank you for joining this Radio Days Africa session. Click to watch or download the podcast. That was a Radio Days Africa podcast brought to you by the Vitz Radio Academy.